Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the Biz Bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Bienvenidos todos. I am so excited to have this conversation with someone that I met on Clubhouse that when I heard her voice, I was like, ooh, this is someone to listen to, someone to follow, and someone to book a session with. So I had like a real truth-telling session with Kat Niambi, the hungry medium. And so please help me welcome her. Welcome, welcome, Kat. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited about this summit. Yes, I really am. And, and before I get into the juicy conversation and the deep dives, I do want to read Kat's bio. And so here we go. Kat Niambi, a.k.a. The Hungry Medium's practice, is rooted in an African spiritual tradition for which she is grateful. Without this tradition, she wouldn't be where she is right now. For many, the gift of hearing spirit doesn't present itself in a way that is easily recognizable. Quote, I was either lucky or my soul has been around the block a few times and has navigated this mind-body iteration, a.k.a. me, to where I am today, a clairsentient spiritualist who's able to make connections between spirit and the physical world, unquote. She likes to think of herself as a spiritual activist, using her mediumship to help others find direction, clarity, and focus in their lives. The goal is to help you help yourself by tapping into your own power to problem solve and to work towards achieving actionable goals. You'll feel more empowered to design a life shaped by you and endorsed by the soul. Ken, I love this so much. And I mean, your bio speaking directly, (laughs) like you needed to be here. Like I was like, who's supposed to be here? I was like, hello, hungry medium. Yes. Um, How did your ancestors shape who you are now and the sacred work that you're doing in the world? Well, thank you, first of all, for having me on here, Vanessa. It is really a pleasure. Um, there's a lot of stories. I'm a storyteller. I've always been a storyteller. Um, I've also been a story listener, if that makes sense. Um, because my work is not like the work you see in the sort of stereotypical way. Um, the ancestors really, when they were alive, you know, we could talk about my mother, my father, my aunt. And all the people who were spiritualists, but didn't really manifest a life as a spiritualist for business or for others, in a sense, you know, it didn't manifest in the way that is manifesting for me now, but they all had an impact, even if that impact was, you know, to really not believe in what I believe in. That's also an impact when you have disbelief around you. So the disbelief, um, really came through my um, work 
or through my life in the church, really, I should say, because I just tagged along with what my mother was doing. And every decision I made not to move into this life was because I was always afraid of what she would think or feel. But now that she has passed on to the spirit realm, I could, I, and she's been gone for over 20 years, mm. probably 30 years now, 30 years, yes. And um, this year, matter of fact, wow, I just realized that. Um, I could feel her presence, you know, all that time. And at first, it's almost like our mind is interpreting it as disapproval. When all the time we take like their human personifications and overlay it into their spirit world. And it wasn't until very recently, even though I decided to make this move way before her approval, it wasn't really until recently that I realized she has my back in terms of this path. Um, So there was nothing to really be ashamed of or afraid of and, Now, also giving her credit as a spiritualist, which I never really did before. So all of those things contributed. But the real messaging behind um, doing this for others, as opposed to just having the gift, came through white table misas, what we call them, spiritual tables where we commune with other mediums who are... um, really good at delivering messaging. And I, and I tell this story a lot. I had an elder in my community who three Misas over the course of, I can't even tell you how many years where every message is, why aren't you doing this for people? I believe it. I believe it. And I was like, what do you mean? Like I am, I'm sitting at this Misa with people. And he was like, no, no. No, the first time he was gentle, second time, third time, he was, his guide was not nice, not nice. So, um, and I was, you know, I'm going to make sure people understand that this was through, you know, his gift that you have to trust. I trust him. I know him as an elder. So it wasn't some rando who was giving me this, man, this is a strong, powerful spiritualist who was telling me three times in a row. So I had to finally do something because my number one um, aspiration is obedience. And how do you, how do you become obedient through trust? Mm. So I had to trust what they were saying, even though it didn't make sense to me. And it was very scary, very scary because traditionalists, even in the African traditional realm, don't really approve or understand commercialism of your gift. Yes. But I, I wanted to get through that. I yeah. Through I wanted that. to throw something in there and I'm going to interrupt you though. I don't no. know if it happened for you, but um, you know, I grew up Catholic with some curanderismo, espiritismo, a little santeria. So, but I found that and it's not for everyone, but in my path that there's almost like a backlash if you don't, like fulfill that mission of going public, right? Like things start to fall apart because you're kind of not listening to the other side. So, um, oh, so I'm with you. And, yeah. And so you have to get through that as well because people like use it, use it, use it. But then they're like, but don't, don't charge for it. And that's a whole nother level of conversation. That part, that, yes. part, that is also a part because my whole thing was, 
when I used to get now, I, you know, so funny before I joined this tradition, I had only had one reading in my entire life. And when I say join this tradition, that was like uh, 16 years ago, 16, 17 years ago. I was always surrounded by it. The Yoruba Lukumi tradition since I was a little girl, almost out the peripheral through a really good friend, you know, her family was involved. And, um, to me, that is very symbolic and significant to recognize that they always were around me. They always knew I would get here eventually, but they were always like roadblocks. And now when I look back at my life in the church, I don't see it as a roadblock. I see it as a series of events that had to occur to make me who I am. They add to the cornucopia of who I am as an individual. So in my practice, I don't quote the Bible, but I'll sing a, a, a gospel song in a minute. Or even my inflections and intonations in the delivery, but also my experience as an example for others who are struggling to make that shift from Christianity to an, an African or indigenous spiritual tradition. I had to go through it so that I could relate to others. Yes. Yes. You're <clears throat> reminding me of when I moved here to Pennsylvania from New York City. And I met a woman who was from here and had moved to New York and <clears throat> actually entered into African tradition. I think she was initiated. And then she came back here. And while we were talking, I said, so have you, been, you know, have you been able to find your people here and your group here and people who believe like you? And she goes, girl, if it ain't Jesus, it ain't, you know, here where I live. And I was like, oh, my God, how are you doing it? And she's like, I'm going back to New York back and forth. And that is a real truth that you're saying that I've heard. That's what you do. And so I'm so happy that you are that person that folks can see and recognize that they're being called by their roots and their either West African or African traditions. But it's like, wait a minute, we've been separated from this. Is it God or is it spirit? Because I know when I had to, when I really decided to go with it, my parents were open-minded, but they were still afraid, like bad things could happen to me, right? Like bad people or things. And I was, and I did have that moment where I was like, am I going to the bad side? Like, what am I? Then it's, it was like, we just helped you out of all this stuff. Do you think that's bad? You know? And so I had to like, let that Catholicism stuff go. You know, here's the funny part. Are you ready? I'm ready. You asked the question, is a God of spirit? Well, it's both because I believe in one God, right? I believe in one God. And at the same time, spirits are messengers of God. Spirits are messengers of the God in you because my belief is that you put yourself here. Yeah. You knew the path. You knew you knew you were going to go left or right. And you knew that these things were going to happen to get you on the right track. And some things were going to take you off your path or bring you back, take you off your path. Detours, right? Let's call them detours. You knew that. And you knew the detours could last for the rest of your life. And you knew the detours could be a day few months is detoured a marriage a relationship a bad job right we know it i love that locations strange lovers (laughs) that's another summit but we could talk about that too strange lovers that are christians and you just want to belong and you delay there's so many 
this stories, you know, I always say mother has lived, darling, mother has lived. So I have a lot of those stories of, you know, and there's now my goal is not to be drawn in by things that take me off my path because I now am very clear, not of the destination, but I'm very clear of the path. That's what's important. You may not know. I always tell people, look for a North Star, knowing good and well that North Star is not anywhere near as far as they can be. But I always say, look for the North Star. As long as they head that way, then when they get there, they're like, oh, this is not really North Star. There's another light. Yes, there's always going to be more. Ascension and ascension. I love that. What are some of the... um I mean, you've already shared some, some of the ancestral patterns that you had to, had to break. Yeah. To see who you are now. Yeah. I mean, that was one feel. And here's what, here's the part that I was going to get to is that I had to solidify in my mind, the source of this uh, guilt, the source of guilt of, you know, leaving Christianity. What is the source? And it came to me very clearly and I have no qualms about talking about this, that Christianity for me became a tool of white supremacy. It was the tool that was used against my ancestors so that they could colonize people, colonize Africa, colonize America, strip these people of their culture and their faith. Mm-hmm. Once you strip the faith of people, you can manipulate them in any way you want. And that is when I decided in my mind, you know, it wasn't like I went out on a pulpit and did this like I'm doing right now, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but it wasn't. It's just the realization, like, come on. Now, you can be Christian and you could try and try. I, was, I had a client who was telling me about a black nationalist uh, Christian church she was going to. I was like, those things don't match. I'm sorry. You could try to make them match. Like you did with the Catholicism. You can try and try and try. But that's just going to delay you. Eventually, you have to pick, not necessarily pick a religion, but pick a belief system. Yeah. Eventually. You have to. You can play around all you want. Eventually, you have to. And that's what I told myself. And that's when I just took the road that I was supposed to take. So the mindset is a big obstacle. Right? Yeah, I felt like we needed a moment of like, I was like in the pause. I was like receiving it, agreeing with it silently, and just giving it that second there. Um what you're saying is absolutely true. And as you historically, said, I'm not making this up. Oh, this I know. All historical facts. I know. I know. And, you know, it's interesting. This is an interesting thing that I, that I experience is that people say to me, well, you're so light skinned. How are you, your family passed down all these things. And I said, well, because I have indigenous and West African who are further back that I didn't meet in person. I said, but the somehow they were kept secretly and then we gravitated and somehow they weren't maybe they had already undone it I don't know at some point they 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 had said well this is the truth of what I feel but I said I don't think that that matters I think that 
what is true matters. But what I noticed with dealing with a lot of people from the West Coast, Mexican-Americans have been very hit hard with Christianity. And I said, I don't know if it's because I come from New York City, although my family before in Argentina were like that. I think it's because they're more mixed than they seem. So that played a part. But New York City, a lot of my teachers were Afro-Latinas. I had African readers. There was so much wisdom that had been kept in New York City that as my parents being open, there was no other option. I mean, I could have chosen not to, but for me to be open. And I see a lot of our sisters and brothers and folks out in the West Coast who are now mm-hmm. beginning to be like, oh, wait a minute, Christianity yeah. is crap. And we've been taken away from our indigenous practices. And we yeah. were told, and people couldn't, you know, burn sage or use that to, to call the indigenous Oh, people. nothing. No drums. Right. No dances. No drums. They were afraid of revolts. Yes. They were afraid of slave revolts. And we have to remember, it wasn't just Africans that were enslaved. The, the books always sit there and say, oh, Africans. No, it was the people that were already here that came before Columbus. There were indigenous people already here. You think that they, the history just screwed us up. And now, because of uh, our knowledge, our ability to access to knowledge, our ability to access knowledge, The world is our oyster. You cannot say that you didn't know anymore. That's no excuse. So you could pretend that you don't know, which a lot of people will do. Yeah. Because this is not a a small step. So you will lose people in your life. The number one tenet is in Christianity, regardless of um, sect or denomination, is salvation and savior, you know, is being is making sure you don't go to hell. Right. So how do you take that? How do you drop that off and leave it? That takes a while. Absolutely. So in our work, been experiencing hell here. Yes, and in our work, you know, it depends on what kind of work you do as a spiritual. This is why I call myself a spiritual activist. Activist. I'm trying to activate people to listen to their own. Come on, you know, you know, you feel, you feel, but it's up here that is blocking you. The ego and whatever messaging the ego wants. It's not that classic ego that everyone thinks we're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. The ego wants to keep you comfortable safe, with, uh, familiar. It wants to keep you nice and regular. The ego does not want any trouble, anything that's going to rock the boat. So my job is to activate your intuition and um, your discernment is to help you activate, to understand that you have a gift. Everybody has the gift. You could either decide to explore it, expand it, heighten it, or you could stay right there, nice and comfy, dealing with the day-to-day, day-to-day, without being a, having any control over your life and your spiritual growth, not following the mission, the plan, 
that you set forth before you came here. Sure. Keep doing that. How's that working for you? Now, my life is not perfect, and a lot of spiritual lives are not perfect. Spiritualist lives like us are not perfect. But if you have the mindset to know that you have the ability to make a change with the help of your guides, protectors, and your ancestors, as opposed to life is happening to me, the universe is happening to me, I have no control. Go ahead. People are waking up, though. They really are. And I could, if I hadn't, you know, people have asked me in 2020 when I lost half my family that, how are you still working? I'm like, because my ancestors are like, go, go. You knew we were going to go. Spirit told you. I cried every day, but I have felt so much power. I felt so, I knew I was going to see them again. I had a perspective and an understanding and a connected just knowing that I was okay, that they were rooting, they were freer now to actually love me and support me than they ever were on this earth. And while they weren't thrilled about me doing this work, although they set me off on this foot, to be honest with you, when I was 16, um, but then they were like, don't do it. <laughs> um, before they left. <laughs> when they were alive, before before they died. Yes, thank you, before they died, because they didn't leave, you're right. And so they, before, before they passed, before they died, uh, I was like, mom, you know, I'm thinking, she's like, shush your mouth, you're about to like get the, get the visibility and make the impact and you've been making impact, but it's all coming together. Now the historical moment in time, she goes, you can't. And I was like, Whoa. And so, which I could safely say, our lives are not perfect. We go through tremendous struggle. People would look at me and say, Oh, what happened? Did your family do something bad that all this stuff is happening to you? Are you cursed? And I was like, you know what? I'm a piece of coal. And spirit's like, mm, you're going to shine. You're going to shine. And I'm pressurizing, <laughs> pressurize. Ooh, that's how you make a diamond. That's how you make a diamond, through pressure. But I mean, I know you wouldn't trade it for anything and neither would I. Oh, I wouldn't trade this at all. I, I am, I'm grateful every day that they um, finally got me to wake up. And by they, I mean God, Arisha my spirit guides, I'm so grateful to them for waking me up. Yeah. Yeah. Very powerful. What are some of the ancestral gifts you're leaning into? Um, It's so funny you say that because when I first started doing readings, I wasn't doing any ancestor readings. I was just working with my guides and their interpretations of what the other, my clients' guys are trying to get through to them. And then this is the beautiful part about being a spiritualist and the beautiful part about the continued work that you do for in towards your spiritual development and your spiritual cleanliness, right? Or hygiene, as people like to say. So even though you walk with this gift, there's still things you must do, right? There's baths you need to take. There's meditations you need to do. There's com- community whose work you need to be involved with. But the funny part is that even through all of those things, people think you're set. This is the gift. And then you wake up and you got a whole nother gift. And it's like, where did you come from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I thought I was set with this. So, um, I have stopped defining 
my gift in that bio is a clear ascension. I was like, yeah, I remember when I wrote that. I don't even remember. Like, it's so funny because they even write your bios for you because now it's like, oh, that bio sounds good. So I might take out clear sentient, but I know people like to know those things. So I didn't even know what clear sentient meant four years ago. I was like, what's what? Somebody said, you're clear sentient. I said, oh, okay. So now I'm like activism. That's it. How am I going to activate you is going to be different than how I activate someone else. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. I love it. and you're so right. There's always a gift. There's always something we're being invited because we're really multidimensional beings, right? And in this body, in this time. Now, I met you on Clubhouse. I heard you speak on mm-hmm. Clubhouse. What has your experience been? Because some people like Instagram more, some people like TikTok. Mm-hmm. What has been? Because that's really one where you're speaking. So, how were you called yeah. to that? What has your experience been? Well, to be honest, um, my first entree into the um, doing this work through social media was, um, through Instagram and I'm from Brooklyn, right? So I'm from, I consider myself, you know, a Brooklynite, but I'm also a New Yorker, right? You see how I say it? New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. And in the village, we, in the, uh, West village, there would be all these little, uh, psychic reading places, where you walk up a little steps and they're in the window, palm read all this stuff. And when the uh, pandemic hit, I had to make a switch to social media just to put the word out. Here I am thinking I'm going to have a megaphone. Everybody, this one, just the ideas you think you have. This is like the business talk, the ideas you think you have. Spirit is like, honey, listen, no, that's not it. So it's like, okay. So I ended up going to IG and I'm speaking about these little shops in the village because I basically sat in a room in IG every night during, not every night during the pandemic, mostly uh, Friday and Saturday nights and just sat there and waited for people to come in the room. I had maybe like two to 3,000 followers at the time. And I was just, in there with maybe five people would pop in. I said, you want me to pull a card for you? Okay, pull a card for you. Was that I, Instagram or Clubhouse? That was Instagram. Okay, Instagram, okay. And then, and then around December 2020 is when someone who, uh, my god sister, she used to come into the rooms too, just to keep me company. Not even on the screen with me, just in the, she'd be like the only person and we're like talking, she's chatting. I'm talking like I literally would have no one in the room with me. And I just sit there waiting like the women or men in the windows of the West Village. So she she told me about this thing called Clubhouse and she had an invite. So I went on there and we created a community together with her, her sister, another person, this person, that person. And we brought all these people. We created a club on Clubhouse called Black Folks and African Spirituality Club. We got like 20,000 members, but you know, people start to fall off. And then I was the only one managing the club, but I (laughs) stuck with it. I stuck with Clubhouse for a long time and it was so super taxing. It was such an, I'm a Gemini. So it really attracted me because I could learn from all, listen, I wasn't just there to talk. I was there to learn Mm -hmm. and I was trying to identify it and 
I met so many people through that app, but eventually this is the way spirit works with me. This is just the way it's always been. I will absorb so much. I will be so engrossed in that thing. And then all of a sudden like, okay, I'm bored now. Cause it's almost like I got everything I needed from this. <laughs> and they're like, move on. And I'm like, I'm moving on. So I, when I was on there, there would be days I was on there every day. I was on there every night. I was hosting rooms. I was doing so much on there. And then um, something clicked. I think I had gotten um, just tired of running into people who felt that they knew me mm. and, and built some sort of familiarity and not in a nice way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've never met you before. How are you talking to me like this? And made sure and check myself. This wasn't from an ego thing. And then now I felt my perfect night. I do one night, Wednesdays, ask a black psychic who was really started by this young woman who I really bonded with on there. And that's all we do. I mean, she does other rooms with me. I come on on Wednesday night and then I walk away until the next Wednesday. I don't go into rooms. I don't learn anything more (laughs) because I don't need it right now from that place. And now I'm focusing. I finally found the sweet spot between my brand and what it should be. Because it's the hungry medium, right? You know, and you're like, and I kept trying to say, how does this work? I don't understand how to combine these two. They kept saying, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I mean, I love food. I love spirituality. So it's always, so now I'm in a sweet spot on IG. I prefer IG again. I'm back there and I'm just super happy being there. That may end. And and I love what you're sharing. I love what you're sharing because, you know, People who are starting out in business, spiritual businesses, they read from one expert. They've got to do this many posts and they've got to do this thing. And when you're guided by spirit, you're going to be like, come to Facebook. No mas. Go to IG. Oh, wait, let me dip my toe in Clubhouse. I don't know if it's for me. And you have to allow for that flexibility because spirit is flexible. It's always course correcting or course shifting or taking you where you need a lesson and then pulling you out. I didn't know I was yep. going to do summit. I have a lot of things going on now. They're like, you're going to do this. You're going to do it this time. I'm like, but, but, yeah. but, so I said, all right, I'm going to throw myself in there. And then now certain things, other things came in that kind of fit in perfectly into the schedule. And I'm just like, wow, it's a lot, but this, all the parts fit. And so I love that you're sharing these stories because for folks who want to start a spiritual business, for folks who are already doing it, you know, if you keep trying IG and you don't like it, go tap into yourself. What is your wisdom? What are you being guided to? I know somebody yeah. who left social media altogether and they had, made, right. they've been online 18 years. They've made 12 million, but they do it in their way. They have their courses and they have their books that they sell and they're on this summit as well. Everyone's it's different. different. Everyone's different. Everyone's it's different, but you know what you have to um, take note of during the journey. And this is where, This was this part that I'm about to tell you. All these rooms I was in. I was in uh, the vegan rooms. I was in the uh, conspiracy theory rooms. I love those. (laughs) I was in um, the metaverse rooms. I was in the web 3.0 rooms. All along the way, guess what I was picking up? People. 
resources, people and resources all along the way. I have people who I currently work with, like tech, like I pay money to that are helping me on my next idea. I love it. The, the um, extension of this brand that is going to blow people's minds. And I would have never met these people. I'm saying that because I know I was guided to Clubhouse for this specific reason. I would have never met these people if it wasn't for Clubhouse. I'm saying that to meet all these different people from all those things I just said to you have no relationship, no relationship to each other. No, no. Conspiracy theories, Web 3.0 and farming and all of these things, no relationships, vegan eating, plant-based. Not that I'm plant-based right now. I may go back. But all I'm saying is all of these things have no relationship except for me. They do. And, and so I just want to hop in here for a second for people mm-hmm. who are watching as well. It's like, please, you know, as, as Kat is telling you the story of this journey, reflect for yourselves where you see, you know, get hundred thousand followers, get this. And you're measuring your success by numbers. Success is not numbers. It doesn't mean that they're going to be paid clients. It's relationships that we build. It's resources that suddenly are opened up to us where we may think they, they're not even anywhere near us that we don't know how we're going to get access to it. But you're guided to a particular place you don't know, but then you get it. So I love that you shared that. Can we talk about this fellowship for a minute? I'm so glad. Yeah, I want to talk I about fellowship. And then I want to get back to metaverse, but let's talk about fellowship. Well, I have no idea what your other... Uh, presenters are going to say about this, but they probably are going to say the same thing. You cannot be concerned with these numbers. These numbers do not translate in any sort of trackable way. You cannot say out of my 8,600 followers, 10% are going, no, don't do it to yourself. What you could do is build a simple model of saying, well, I want to make $500,000 next year. That would require 100 people that give me $20 a month, five people that give me $1,000 a month. And you notice I didn't say through courses or anything like that. I'm talking about steady flux of money. And you can build your community of, uh, what did I say, $500,000? Yeah. On X amount of people, you have to determine that because the engagement on these social media platforms are solely dependent on the algorithm. Totally. They do not care. They, you know who I'm talking about, do not care, especially about us as spiritualists. We're at the bottom of the barrel, unless you're Cardi B, who's trying to make fun of spiritualists. Right. Even people that may, you know, have half a million followers or a million followers in the spiritual community, you ever go onto their lives or look at their engagement, it's nowhere near a million people. Right. And so and they're making their money sometimes just from the ads, not really from being a practitioner. It's a very different thing. And that's what I was saying. When you're actually in sessions and writing and teaching or doing what you do, 
you're not always going to take the gems that you just dropped in a classroom, a session, type them up in a graphic. And I've tried and stick them up there. Cause when you're done with your sacred work, you're like, I'm going to go and live my beautiful life. Not only that, they're only going to show it to five people. Right. Yeah. Cause I had 44,000 followers in a year on Facebook and Espanol and all these people and I had 35,000 views one time and all this stuff or a couple of times and then nothing. <laughs> and then suddenly nothing. And I'm laying there. This was 2016, 2017. Ah, my business. But, you know, that was a learning point. <clears throat> I was like, what am I going to do? It's killing my business. And then I was like, your business isn't defined by Facebook. Get up. No. <laughs> no, it's not. You have to come up with your special sauce. Your special, special mixture. Imagine whatever you're working on is in a, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? A mortar and pestle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're mixing it up. You're adding things. You're taking stuff out. You're mixing some more. Eventually, you'll figure out the sweet spot. You'll figure it out. But, it, you know, you have to walk into it, yes, in a mindset of faith, but definitely a mindset of how does business work? And how does, the bu- how does business right now work in this um, era of, you know, post-pandemic, Stay at home, work at home. You know, reaching people is different now. You, in the old days, you were a reader in person and you only had access to that local, local group of people. Now your world, the world is your oyster. That is something I really learned from the past three years. Because my tradition doing this over the phone was a taboo. Yeah. Now we're in social media we're online we're on zoom and we're in the metaverse yes let's talk about what is the metaverse the metaverse what is the metaverse so i think a lot of people think that facebook is the metaverse because they changed the name to meta metaverse is just uh it's it's the new frontier of socialization So just like social media was because the metaverse is not necessarily 3.0 and three and web 3.0 is not the metaverse. The metaverse exists within 3.0 because 3.0, which I could explain much easier, is more about ownership. Right. So social media is in web 2.0. Right. I will definitely get to the metaverse. So before social media, what did we have? We had email. Um, we had writing and this is like coming from a marketing perspective, but me as a marketer, I own my email list, right? It's mine. Right. But now we're moving to this electronic engagement and all of these followers we were just talking about, they don't belong to you. I start singing. Um, I tell my audience all the time that I don't mind talking about IG. I call them the FBIG. I don't mind talking about them because guess what? If they kick me to the curb, I always sing the Sound of Music song. So long, farewell, I'll be to saying goodbye. I'm just gone. Next. What's next? So because you don't own it, you want to move to the next level of where is there a platform? I'm not saying electronic platform online. Where's their platform where I can own the platform itself and not be hindered 
by the platform saying, we're going to pull the rug from under you, right? So the metaverse is in two parts because you do still have the Facebooks of the world, the Microsofts of the world who create these virtual reality experiences. You put on some kind of thing and it takes you to another place, right? Now, this may sound, a lot of spiritualists, oddly enough, find this to be something they want nothing to do with, just like the old people in my time who didn't want us doing this on the telephone. Right. And a lot of that comes from, yes, um, um, how are you protecting yourself? How are you, you know, being guarded against? Those are the same questions you asked yourself when you were doing telephone social media. Yeah. So you have to, so my thing is right now, taking ventures into the metaverse, I'm actually going to be, I've been, you know, I have an account in alt space. That's my favorite metaverse. It's a place where I put on my goggles and I can visit different worlds that people have built. I can build my own world and have people come. Or I always look for the, the, the path of um, ease and least resistance. Or you can build relationships Relationships I met, got on Clubhouse, introduced me to the metaverse. My daughters were like, mommy, what do you want for your birthday? I don't know where this came from. I said, oh, give me an Oculus. They were like, but see, I'm an Afrofuturist. Yeah. So they, at first they were like an Oculus. Let's just go get mommy this Oculus. So they got me the Oculus and I go on there. And because I heard about the Oculus, because I heard about the metaverse on Clubhouse, I was like, I got to see what they're talking about. Got my Oculus. Now I'm meeting people in other worlds. What's the path of least resistance for me? Sure, I could build a world in there. Sure, I can visit other worlds. But now why not just get people to interview me like this, but in the metaverse? And then we, when I tell you when you go in there, I've actually done readings in the metaverse. I'm, I have Oculus on my gift list. So yes, and I have to say, you model. I'm going to be completely transparent. You inspired me. I saw something. I haven't been in Clubhouse, but I saw something. I said she's onto something. Mm. Oh yes, absolutely. So I was like, I got. I want to see. Come on. Is it for Come me? It, I got a lot of Gemini in the chart, even though I'm a Taurus. So I don't have to be well, stuck always. You know, and I've been no. online since 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 2012. But which again, yeah. everybody back then was like, "Are you crazy? It'll never <laughs> last." <laughs> you will all be here. The naysayers. <laughs> the yes. naysayers. And so people came on over. Now Instagram is trying to kick the old folks to the curb. And by old folks, they mean even the millennials. They not even, they don't even want you millennials on here on anymore, right? Okay. So now where do we go? The young people are heading to the metaverse. I'm not necessarily trying to go for the young people. To be honest, that's mm -hmm. not my that's not my audience. Nice when they come along, they call me auntie and that's cute. But I'm really like in the 30 year old. Remember when you were 30? Remember yes, I do. your 30s <laughs> and you were seeking and seeking and seeking and seeking. That's who I find to be really the good 
community. Um, so the metaverse now, I'm going to be on a talk show in the metaverse. These things are highly produced. They have green rooms. Wow. They have VIP sections where I just wait off to the side. We do a walkthrough and then they call me on stage. I come in there and then people line up to get readings. I love do it. Do I get paid? No. Did I get paid on Instagram in 2020? No. I love it. <laughs> I'm and you not know- here to get paid per se in that way. That's the thing people don't understand. Thank they you. think that our business is little readings at a time. Honey, yeah. honey, no. Thank you so much because I've met with several people who are like, well, I don't do anything for free. No, I can't be on your summit because I can't do that for free. No, I can't do this. and I can't do that. No, I can't do this. And I'm like, okay, I bless you on your path. I bless you on your path. But even having done this for so many years, I'm always open to something that's in alignment. You just don't know where you're being guided to. As you said earlier, you don't know the resource. You don't know the connection. So I show up with joy and I'm like, okay, let's explore. Because it's not, that's little things. That that little little things. That's going to bring to the big things. Absolutely. The people I'm going to meet, the people that are going to watch this and not necessarily book a reading. That's not the point. I met someone who put, um, so can I get, can I give a little anecdotal story? Do we have time? Um, we have about five minutes. Oh gosh. I would never be able to tell in the five I'm minutes. I'm so sorry. I'm going to bring you back. That's okay. I'll just say this very quickly. Things lead to other things. You know, we had scammers yeah, on IG. I still, yeah, they're still coming. I made up a song and then somebody heard the song in acapella and his production crew created music for it. Then I made a music video and then someone asked that the music video be put in a film festival. This is all I'm saying. Did I get paid for any of those things? No. Does it increase the exposure and the messaging for my activation mission? Yes. Yes. And you're still taken care of. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm going to get better. Okay. I adore you so much. I'm so grateful that you're available, that you're here, that you're dropping it. You're telling it how it is and for your own self and your experience, but also just simple truth. It's just the truth. So please don't be caught up with these coaches. You got to do this. You got to post this amount of times. You got to beat the algorithm. It's not about that when it's a spiritual business. And I would say any business is spiritual if you're awake. Yes. Telling you know shoes, what the putting biggest, shoes on people. The biggest piece of advice I can give is to consult your guides on a regular basis and make a plan. Because intention, the paper, the pencil to the paper is the intention. That is a form of hoodoo to write things out so that they can manifest. That shit is real. That's my biggest advice. Have a plan and consult your spirit team. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Kat. Where can people find you? Where can we find you? Thehungrymedium.com. Thehungrymedium.com. And also The Hungry Medium on Twitter, IG, and Clubhouse. I love it so much. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for being here. Please follow Kat. Please allow yourself to tap into your wisdom, to undo what society, this patriarchal, oppressive, racist system has created for all of us. 
breakthrough, even if it's a little bit every day, and just reclaim what your spirit is trying to guide you into because it really will be worth it. Gracias todos. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kat. Gracias.